what is up you guys welcome back to season two woo 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 season two up in the building what they do baby what they do baby <laughs> bringing it to season two baby <laughs> what's up y'all it's your girl may and i'm here with my husband willie um as you all know um if you have been following us for a while we have had an entire name change brand change to lifetime jesus there is a backstory to that and so briefly we're just going to fill you in to let you all know that god had really um during the transition of season one to season two we have taken uh, a little while off um i would say probably about a month or yeah. at least no more than a month off um we've been enjoying our children in just uh the summer break and and things of such and my husband was in a couple of competitions that we were focusing on um with the military and things and so you know just really kind of taking a break and soaking in god and in that um he did reveal to us that it goes deeper than just us being a couple um that was the season that we were in um you know when we during season one of being couple times jesus and really kind of uh solidifying our relationship together but also um uh, presenting that to other couples mm -hmm. and just for people to see a um young couple loving jesus but then god revealed to mm -hmm. us moving forward that it it is actually can't even get my words out <laughs> that it is actually more than just that um doing life together is a lifetime commitment with god you know yeah. um it, even down to just the verbiage of it you don't just uh create a relationship with god for a couple of days or for mm -hmm. a little while it's not like a 90 day free trial and you get your money back if it don't work out like i'm a try god you know um and so it is a lifetime commitment following jesus is not just a trend it is a lifestyle yes, it is. and so um with that being said um we are now lifetimes jesus locked and loaded mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so we're going to continue to move and, and flourish in that until god tells us to do something else and so mm -hmm. for now this is a what what we are doing and and we know that this is what God has called us to do. So if this is your first time tuning in, we just want to say thank you so much um, for however you got here to us. Um, it is definitely a blessing and you are in for a treat today. And again, if you are a returning listener, it's season two, y'all. We Come in on. it. Come on. Welcome we back. in it. You know what I'm saying? Man, listen, we've been doing this since January and it has been nothing but a blessing. Um, we took a step out on God and in faith of uh what he was asking us to do and we've we've, we've come moving. in contact yeah we definitely been moving god's been moving we come in contact with so many different people because of the podcast we've heard testimonies and stories of people who started their own podcast because of the podcast and that's no glory to us all glory to god and it's just been a huge blessing a humbling experience um to really be um honest open and transparent with the things that god has been uh doing in our life and speaking of being transparent and and open this episode is season two episode one um a whole lot of trust yeah. um as you know last season was kind of it was kind of a lot you know it was just, <laughs> we was dealing with a kind of a lot and this season god gave it to us and it starts out with a whole lot of because this episode is going to be a whole lot of everything where you need a whole lot of god 
For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and so today is a whole lot of trust, learning to trust God while you're in it. Um, God gave us that uh, a couple of weeks ago. We knew that we were going to do this before we actually um, recorded today. But we knew that it's, it's really tough when, oh, let me say this, it's really easy when God shows you he pulls you out of it. He shows you what he was trying to do. You're on the other side of it. Um, or it's easy to trust God before you really get in the situation. He kind of gives you the, the vision of what's going to happen, you know, first starting out. But what happens when you're in the middle of it? What happens <laughs> when you've been in it for a little while? What happens when your season of warfare ain't fast? What happens when you go through a whole season of Job for like the whole year? Two years, three years. To a lot of people, that look rough. That feel rough. <laughs> Man, that feel like years on top of years. Yeah, but. for sure. What happens when, like, your promise is is years worth of preparation mm. and not the receiving, you know? And so today we are doing things a little bit differently. Normally in the past when we record a podcast, we have already... Um, written down some things and highlights and keys that we really want to touch on but God uh spoke to us um this evening as we were getting ready to prepare uh this podcast and this is a complete um honest and open transparent uh episode of what we are going through right now like this is Mm -hmm. not scripted uh we didn't write um any of this down we are going to talk to you guys from the heart because we are firm believers that in order to relate to people you have to show them that you're in it yeah i was talking to a friend earlier today and i told her i think it's just so amazing how jesus was able to relate to the rich and the poor he was able to have a familiar spirit with the rich and the poor To bring them to him. Yeah. You know? And so I believe that that's how God really uses us as believers to share those moments of vulnerability, you know, and that um, we're able to share in that. Uh, There is a scripture that I want to um, read that I sent to my friend yesterday, and it just says... um, It was the scripture for uh, yesterday, actually, and it says uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 25 through 30, I mean, 25 through 27, excuse me, again, that's 1 Corinthians 12, 25 through 27. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. And so it's so easy for us to hear the part of like, oh, rejoice with those who are rejoicing, you know, be happy for those. And and we see so much now, like give people their flowers, praise people. But we don't really want to hear that part. They say we suffer when somebody else is suffering. That we're there for them when they're really going through some things and that we really feel that pain. Weep when they weep. You know? And so it's like, it's easy when it's somebody close to us, a spouse, a family member. And you know how I'm, 
I'm a crybaby now. I didn't used to be, but but I'm a crybaby now, and you, I feel like you caused that. But um, you know, when when other people cry, it automatic, automatically makes me cry. But especially now, when it's like the people that have been believing in God and they've come to me and they're like, Sierra, this is what I'm believing for, and they're you know sharing with me their things that the, the promises that God is telling them and then they something a curveball is thrown and they start crying and it makes me cry and it's like why am I crying like I, I it's not like I'm related to them you know yeah. what I mean it's like so it's like why am I even crying but it's almost like you just can't help but cry because you know how good God is and you feel their pain but when I read that scripture I was like wow how many of us really forget the suffer when they suffer part and we just want to rejoice when they rejoice. It's so easy. It's so easy. I know even for, my t- even for myself, I know there's been times where I'm like, you know what? All right, rejoice. Hey, we all good. We all living great. You know, God is good. You know, but when it's those tough times and you're like, all right, now, God, where you at, God? You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody else going through something. Hey, man, just keep holding on. And, you know, sometimes people don't want to hear that. Like, they're like, man... Keep holding on, keep keep fair, you know, keep standing uh, firm, believing what God showed you. And sometimes people don't want to hear that. People also sometimes get stuck, but it's like it's really is the truth. And really being there with that person in those tough times because, you know, two are better than one, you know. And it's like when you have that other person, or it's true three, you know, when you have other people that are there through those t- tough times, they are able to pick you up. And God really made that design. Uh, intentionally, so that we don't go through th- things by ourselves. We don't uh, struggle by ourselves. We we don't even uh, rejoice by ourselves. You know, when we are happy, we rejoice with other people, and then it's a it's a harmony within the whole body of Christ. No, I agree. And and one thing I want to elaborate on in that though is that it needs to be the God kind of people. Yes. Because sometimes when we vent to other friends or we vent to people who don't have our best interest and maybe they do have our best interest but they don't have god they will always speak out of opinion but the number one way to tell if a person is um like in your life because of god and and a person that you uh, can go to and confide in and that will give you god kind of advice is they will say let's pray for what god wants for you because they won't say, well, God going to give you the desires of your heart and just keep praying to God because he going to make it happen as though God is a genie, as though you got these three wishes. No, because they're going to truly know the word. That's why the Bible says spirit recognizes spirit because they're going to say, Lord God, I pray that every door is open for them and can't be shut if you open it. But God, I pray that you close doors and don't let no man open them if it's not for them. Because you want people that's praying that that you not just wanting stuff out of the will of God. And y'all just like trying to worldly manifest this stuff from a worldly aspect. And we've talked about that in the past season of manifestation from a worldly like new age type stuff people doing. But you want somebody that's really truly helping you bring forth mm-hmm. the things that God has placed in you. But the only way you know those things is through prayer and really seeking God's face. There are some things that friends have brought to me and said, God showed me this, God showed me that. And I really have to take that back to God and make sure that I don't, don't, yeah, girl, I agree with you. 
No, but God, before I pray for this, did you really tell them this? Mm -hmm. Or did, is this not from you? Because that's okay. a true friend. Yeah, you test that. That's a true friend. Because mm -hmm. I ain't trying to be judged for praying for somebody for something that ain't that one for them. Yeah. And I'm speaking off out of me. There's been plenty of times just like, hey, God told me this <laughs> to show you. And to me, at the end day, people, when I tell my friends, hey, still take it back to God. And, you know. Because first and ask, foremost, we ain't that God, first of all. Period. And I don't want that burden. Period. At all. I don't want to be judged for that. At all. At all. I'd rather them be still trying to figure it out with God mm -hmm. than for me to say, yeah, God said, and God ain't stamp his, his approval on that. Well. Yeah. I don't want that. So, with that being said, um, you know, I really wanted, like I told you earlier today, to just really be open and honest with a, a, a particular um, uh, thing we've been praying for with God. Uh, some people know our journey. Um, others don't. For those who are new, this will be the first time that they are hearing this. But this is really where um, a whole lot of trust stemmed from and learning to trust God while we were in it is because um, we have been going through uh, what they some would call a TTC uh, journey, and that is uh, trying to conceive um, journey. And we have been believing and praying for a baby and God has given us the vision of that that will happen and so we want to share with you the process of what happens when God or what has happened when God has shown us our future kids he has given us the visions yep. he has spoken it he's had prophets speak it over us he's he's had people who we didn't even know share prophetic messages with us um and just confirmed what God has shown us and then what has happened in the meantime of that yeah so um i'll begin some and then you can interject if i miss anything or you know as I you feel you. led yeah i you got know. you i'm here with you <laughs> you know um so about when did we start all of this Ooh, uh, before you went to uh tdy yeah. yeah um which that was in September, so I'd probably say around August. Yeah, it was about August time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so August 2020 um, would have marked a little bit, uh, about 13 months since Will and I had been married. And so um, I just started to notice that we hadn't gotten pregnant. And um, I do have two, we we have, excuse me, yes. two children from my previous uh, relationship. And so, you know, I always thought in the back of my mind, um, I was always curious as to why I hadn't gotten pregnant um, in, in, in six, in seven, well, seven years, because my oldest, my son is seven years old, but why we hadn't gotten pregnant. And so um, I didn't understand at first, but I thought, okay, you know, God is just, I prayed to God and I asked him to save me for my for my husband. I, that was my promise with God. I didn't want to have any other children until I was actually married to my husband, the husband that God give, gave me. And so a year uh, goes by and I'm like, okay, well, maybe we're just not um, tracking it enough. You know, there's a lot of women that track the ovulations and do all that kind of good jazz. But anyways, um, we weren't really, I wouldn't say we were, we, we weren't like necessarily like trying, trying yeah. until later on. Um, yeah, we didn't go. Yeah, we didn't go through all the other processes until later on. Yeah, until later but on we in the year. We were more so. We was 
We wanted. Aware, yeah, uh, we was aware. Yeah. yeah, we was aware we of that. We, yeah, we, yeah. And so, you know, um, then it did start to become burdensome um, of uh, people who are in the journey and, you know, for the sake of the podcast. And I, I don't want to go too deep into as far as um, the frustration that comes behind that, but it almost takes away the intimacy because you be, you, you, you know, you're just like, I know how babies are made and they come from this and, and um, this is happening and why why is the baby not becoming a result of this? And so, you know, finally, um, I just went to the doctor, you know, I let them know the concern and it's so, it, it's so, um, I, don't, I don't even want to use the word easy because uh, what the what the doctor has said was easy, but it was almost disheartening. It was a blow because what she had said was, okay we'll just be intimate like in her exact words just have sex and i'm like what like you trying to tell me for a whole year you think like you know yeah. to me it was like okay so that's that's easy to you you think that that's just that's what we've been doing and so they brushed it off and so um we got in contact finally with the fertility doctor and anyways um they ran tests and everything was was going well uh with myself um there were a few hormonal things but they we i did tests for anatomies and all this type of stuff and anyways boom so we'll i get a phone call in the car one day and, and the doctor calls and is like i need to get in contact with your husband um uh can you give me his number and i'm like okay and i'm like is everything okay and she's like yes but um i need to let you know uh there's a possibility that um, he may not ever be able to have children. Mm-hmm. And immediately, I was in the front with the car and we were taking her kids um, to go somewhere and immediately I just burst into tears and um, I'm, I'm like, you're gonna have to take me home. Like, I need you to take me home. So my, my husband was at work and um, he, the doctor called him and he finally got the phone call. He immediately calls me. He's in tears as well, and he just immediate. You just immediately come home. Yeah. And that that honestly probably, I honestly I can count less than one hand. It's only a few fingers that I've ever seen you cry. Like ever. I, that was actually the very first time that I've like seen you break down and cry. Not tears of like joy when we got married, but I'm talking about like I knew that that was like a below the belt mm-hmm, blow. That one was rough. A gut check. Yeah, that one. I was. I was crying on the way home. Yeah. I was just like, I couldn't believe it. It was like, wow, like, this. the doctor just said this to me. Like, you know, it's one of those times where you think you're in a dream. You're like, nah, that ain't, that ain't what they said. They must, I must have misheard them. And it's just like playing back in your, it's like a loop playing in your head. Like, nah, you, 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 you probably won't be able to do this. And I'm like, nah. And then so as I'm driving home, I'm just crying. I'm like, Lord, I'm just crying out to the to God of like, Lord, like, please, Lord, like, don't take that away from me, you know, of being able to bring forth children. And uh, even then, God was just reminding me to continue to stand, like, have that faith. But in my head, it was just like the doctor still was trying to play that. It was The the enemy was still trying to play that, like, no, you won't be able to do it. But I was still just reaching out to God, like, no, God, like, I'm coming to you. Like, I'm not going to allow this to be you know, the end and the the end all be all type of thing. And so I come home and first thing I do, I see my wife and I'm just like, still in tears, <laughs> uh, still upset, still 
don't know what's going on. So I'm breaking down, still crying. And then, you know, we actually started talk, talking and, you know, we really just was like pouring our heart out to God, like knowing that, hey, like God, like we need you in this moment, in this time, like we need you. You know, the doctor has said this over us. And we was like, nah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna agree or stand into that. We're not gonna believe that what yeah. they're saying. I remember uh, specifically saying to you, you know, um, I looked at you and I said, if we never had children together, I still love you. I was like, I remember saying that to you that if if we were never to have children after what we had heard. I still love you. However, I don't think this is what God has for us. I agree. And and I remember saying that and, you know, immediately, um, I can't lie, I think immediately my brain went to, okay, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Then what can I do? Because as humans, we want to figure out how can we fix this, Yeah. you know? And so um, as we began this journey, um, we did... Um, continue to go to the doctor they were like okay well we need to let's do some chromosome tests and let's make sure genetically there's no there's no defect in a chromosome yeah. you know that's causing anything boom we prayed we prayed for that boom came back everything was yeah. negative yeah. so then they said okay let's do let's keep doing a couple of na- analysis so the first analysis we had they said the, the count is great but there's no uh motility, motility. Yeah. okay so they said, so there's definitely no possibility because there's no motility. They're not moving, moving at all. So we're like, okay. So then uh, we prayed for that. Boom, we get another analysis. And she says, okay, well, this time it's motility, but the count is very low. Yep. So the possibility is going to be very slim. So you're going to have to go IVF. Mm-hmm. There's no other way. You're going to have to do IVF. So we, we're like, okay, God, like, I don't know. Like, I, I still think there's other possibilities. We just weren't 100% sold yet. So they have this new option where it's called an IUI and um, you can, um, it's just a faster way to basically do uh, IVF, but they it, it's in the woman's direct, womb direct, direct and not in, into a dish. So, uh, the you know, dish anyways. <laughs> um, but the stipulation was that the count had to be 5 million. And so she, the doctor looks me in my face and she says, uh, we can do this option, Miss Greer, but I'm going to be, ju- I'm just going to be honest with you and say that I don't think, uh, it, this is not going to work. She was like, however, give, she said, because given the history, I, I just don't think this is going to work. She said, however, just to satisfy you for peeps and giggles, let's do it. It's not going to hurt anything if we do it. Mm-hmm. It's your money. Let's just do it. So we say, okay. And we pray, we pray hard. We get in in contact with some of our other prayer warriors and we begin to pray for this. And we go in to do this. And um, uh, when they do the count, they tell you, if it's not above five million, they will not even do the IUI. So we, we go in, we do an analysis, we go to the car and they give a call and they're like, okay, your IUI is ready. And I'm like, what? I'm like, wow, well, I guess the count was okay because they didn't tell us no, but the whole entire time I'm still like, okay, they're gonna tell us no. So we get in there and we're like, okay, can we have the paperwork uh, to show us what the count was? And she was like, oh yeah, it was 6 million. Immediately, I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. She was like, but normally 
we don't take it over 10 million, but your doctor says as long as it's over 5 million that they'll accept it. And I said, ma'am, I said, this is already a blessing alone. I said, for the past months, we got a phone call that said my husband would never even be able to have children. And now the possibility is here. Yeah. I said, so I know that this is a blessing from God. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to mention to you guys, um, as I said, in um, August 2020 is when we actually started the um, TTC journey far as trying to navigate through possible infertility treatments and things of such. But in March 2020, um, we had suffered a miscarriage. And so, um, you know, I didn't think at the time that it was related to any of the things that um, we were going to get ready to endure and go through. I thought, uh, honestly, I didn't even know what to think, truthfully. Um, It took a while for me to really even process that. I'd never had had a miscarriage before, so, you know, um, it was just a lot. Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot. And so, uh, with that being said, God still gave us the peace and the comfort through that. But, um, back to, uh, you know, the journey that we've, we've been on. And so, I... We do the IUI and they say you have to wait two weeks um, to do the to get the results back. Don't take a pregnancy test till after two weeks. Literally, you guys, the day, the day I was supposed to take the test, my cycle starts. And I'm standing in the bathroom and I'm in tears because I'm like, God, you brought us this far. You allowed all this to happen. You, If you didn't want me to get pregnant, if you didn't want me to do the IUI, why didn't you just say that? Why did you allow this to happen? Why did you allow all these positive reports to come in if this is not what you wanted me to do? And even as I'm saying this to you guys right now, God is reminding me of you wanted to do that. So he allowed it, but it's still God's timing because the scripture says many are the plans of man, but God's plan is final. We can have all these plans in the world, all these things we want to do, but if it does not line up to God's will, and, and sometimes it does line up to God's will, but if it is not in God's timing, just because we want it right now doesn't mean it's going to happen right now. I agree. And so, you know, I I was completely crushed. I was crushed. And honestly, since then, I have felt like I've been in a depression because of that feeling as though I was inadequate, feeling as though challenging myself can I hear from God can I not hear from God can I hear from God did I did I hear God wrong did I do something wrong and there's so many of us who God has promised things to and we know that we know that we know we heard it but it's like when it's gonna happen I can't tell y'all I've had to repent because I can't tell y'all how many times in the beginning of this process I prayed to God take it away like, Lord God, just take the desire away. I don't even want it no more. I'm so tired of waiting. But God had to remind me. So when things get tough, you just going to be like, forget it. 
If somebody was like, I'll give you a million dollars if you run a mile, if you run four laps around the track, I'll give you a million dollars. And on the third lap, they close the track and they're like, oh, but you're going to have to come back tomorrow to finish your one lap. For some of us who are overweight, who who may not be in that that uh, physical stature to be able to compete to to complete those one mile, forget that. I'm good. The three laps already <laughs> hurt. Yeah. But now you're telling me it's closed and something that that I is not in my control. How many of us would try to jump the fence? How many of us would try to break the lock? How many of us would try to, okay, well, I'm going to just run another lap around the neighborhood. How many of us would try to do it every single other way to get it done right then so I could have a million dollars in my hand right now than to just wait one more day to finish one lap? I know I have. I've done it before. I hopped the fence and ran that lap, but still ain't get that million dollars. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, it's like, I know there are so many of us who have felt that way and, you know, it, 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 it hurts, you know, it hurts. And so then not only did that happen, but I had someone come to me downhearted, um, needing upliftment, needing positivity in the exact same area of my life that I was going through and who I thought at the time was a battle buddy in that TTC journey, praying for them, praying with them, giving them scriptures, giving them encouragement, um, you know, doing all the things that I knew that God had called me to do and ministering to them to not only have them then, um, question what God told me to say to them literally to have them rebuke me and saying that God didn't say this because they wanted this right now and God told them to just trust him in the process and to not lose hope but they didn't they didn't feel that God has said that to them for them to literally turn around and now are pregnant and for me to have to watch that do you know how how much that hurt now that was the day I was like I got me and you finna have to have a talk because (laughs) uh what that's a rough one Because how many of us have prayed with people that we thought were our friends, prayed with people that we thought were are are supposed to be family, and and we don't even have a house, we don't even own a house, but we praying for them for this. We don't even have this car, but we praying for them for that, and for them to turn around and get it, and then when they get it, they like, nah, you tripping. Mm. You ain't hear that from God. And for them to turn around and get the very exact thing that we praying for. 
and then we not even have that friendship or that relationship after that and and then we turn around and we still waiting i was like okay god it's not making no sense your word says you don't bless the wicked your word says you bless the righteous your word says this is what you do to my enemies your word says this is what you do for your children like something not adding up and then boom i came to you tears in my eyes and had to a hundred percent repent because what god showed me was thank you jesus it's not always about us in the way that we think it should be about us we think it should be about us getting and receiving and not us giving and being used and so literally god humbled me so much to say i gave them exactly what it was that they pray for that you helped them pray for that they had a desire for simply so that i could show them who i was in their life and you were just a vessel in that you were just somebody that i used to get it to them in that but who am i to think what a person deserves and don't deserve based off how they treated me Cause y'all know my little saying is one thing for sure and two things for certain. They gonna know. There is it's nothing in that situation or in past situations that a person can't say, wow, Melani really helped me in this area. And even if they don't want to give me the credit, they for sure can't say that God didn't do it. Cause it's really not my credit. And I thank you Lord for that. So forgive me Lord. It, it, it's, it's all God. But I was just just the the little pond that got kind of moved the slide thing, you know. Yeah, but even God during that time made you stronger. If you didn't go through it, you wouldn't been able to, you know, not only overcome it but to endure it and to now be like, man, look at this from this the other side of it now of what God has not only blessed them, but truthfully God also blessed you with more strength, more endurance, more faith. You know, in this in this time of uh, of our journey. No, for sure, and you know, um, that's really honestly what a lot of it has been. It's just strength and trust, and having to trust God and what He said. And it has been hard. It hasn't been a hundred percent. I've been I asked God for this, and He gave it to me. A, a, a friend of mine said, Sierra, if it's easy, how do you, how can you find the glory in it? How can you find God's glory in it? If it, it and, and she said, if you ain't seen God's glory in it yet, then that just means he ain't done. Because God going to always get the glory. He just not done. For sure. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, interject in at this moment because... Also, I know for myself, God had to do a thing for me in that time of when I was like, man, thinking about the count was low and having to go through the whole process. And it's like having to tell my job about some stuff like, all right, well, hey, I got an appointment set up. 
And for myself, I was like, I started to feel the spirit of shame coming over me. Like, mm-hmm. well, you got to, as a man, you, you got to go and get deployments and you got to do this, you got to do that. And God was like, trust me. Trust who I am. You know what I'm saying? And then trust that I'm going to do it. And so for myself, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to be not I'm not going to be ashamed of what's what's going on nor am I going to allow the enemy to push me to not be to give glory to God for all that he's going to do. And so for myself, like I had to tell I was talking to my wife like, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to let Ryan know what's going on." So uh one one of my coworkers um so that he understands that okay, hey, this is what I'm about to do and everything and it allowed me to not only speak out of my mouth of what God is about to bring forth of the things mm-hmm. that's, that's going true. to come, mm-hmm. but also to for them to understand what God is about to do because I keep God in everything that I do, and so it helped me be more stronger in in that in that uh, aspect as well. No, I agree. And as you were talking, God just reminded me of Abraham, you know, and even when He told Abraham, first of all, that from Abram now that his name would be Abraham which means father of many nations and that then um you know the people laughed when they when he went back and told them that his name was now Abraham and that his wife's name was now Sarah and not Sarai they laughed even Sarah herself laughed and it's like we're we do sometimes feel that shame the devil wants us to feel that shame and it seems as though the people around us laugh when we're like yeah by this time i'm gonna have a house but your credit score 300 you know or you ain't never took a loan out in your life and you don't have no co-signer and you're like okay but i'm gonna drive this kind of car and i'm gonna have this job and i'm gonna have this business but you're sleeping on somebody's couch you know or I'm going to have this baby. But yet all the doctors are saying this, the opposite. And so, yeah, it's it's easy to take on that shame because the devil tries to magnify that. Mm-hmm. He tries to magnify what you don't have, what you don't qualify for, what, you, what you're inadequate on, your sh- shortcomings. But he doesn't. Let me say, but God, but he doesn't, yeah, because he doesn't control what God will do, what God can do. God operates out of the 0% chance. You hear me? 0% chance. I feel like God showed me before. That's where he loved to operate out of. He loved to put us against the odds. Mm -hmm. When the doctors be like, this the odds. You know when they say your approval, your approval odds? Yeah. <laughs> your odds of approval. When you going to apply for that house, when you going to apply for that car, when you going to apply for that business loan or trying to get accepted into the school, they always say, what's the the odds, the retention rate and, and you know, um, the approval. What's your odds? God mm-hmm. love to put you against the odds. Because he always going to operate out of that 0% chance. His word says, we was just looking at it um, today. It was uh, Isaiah 41, 18. And it said that he makes rivers in, in the desert. Yeah. Rivers in the desert. 
What do we know? We all learned deserts in, in elementary school. Deserts mean it's no water, barely any precipitation. They may get a couple of days of rain out of the whole 365 days. And God said he can make a whole flowing stream, a whole flowing river. Mm. Not like a little bitty creek. Not like just a puddle of water. At all. But he said a river. That means it has to flow from somewhere. The source. And like you said, even in Isaiah 40, because when you said that, I was like, wait, something, God, bring it to me. And God was like, Isaiah 40, 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And it was like, all right. And then it goes further down. It's like to 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And I was like, wow, that's come really on good. now. Yeah, it's really good because. You know, even in our journey, we began to really weigh our options of IVF. We got on several lists to do IVF twice. And each time, um, you know, I was the one that was more so, this is the option. This is the option. And you were steadfast in that you were like, I don't think that this is what uh, God has for us. But um, because you are my husband, you're like, we're going to stand together in any decision that we choose to make. And you did support me in that. And however, for myself, um, I knew God was doing a new thing in me when it came to submission and trusting my husband and, and the God that uh, that is inside of you, knowing that it's the same God I serve. And let me say that, trusting God in you, not the God, but God in you, um, Yahweh. And so, you know, uh, when I did receive a phone call actually about a week ago, um, you know, it, it was in a, I was in a really tough place uh, because I received the phone call and um, she was telling me that um, some cancellations had happened and they were ready to move us up. And um, at first I thought it was a money issue for us of, okay, it was going to cost, you know, couple thousand dollars to get this procedure done and we just didn't have the funds so at first I was like okay God well if this is what you want us to do then you need need to supply the funds you know basically trying to put it all on God and God was like nah this is this is something I need you to do what what am I telling you to do and I took that deep breath on the phone call and I just said ma'am you're just gonna need to go ahead and completely take my name off the list God was like you you waiting for me to move and I'm waiting for you to move. I'm waiting for you to surrender the faith back to me. Come on now. The you. trust back to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But you just waiting for me. You telling me you you want me to provide the funds. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you to tell them no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know I posted on my neck. <laughs> uh, I posted on um uh, social media today but it was just that God showed me he said I can't open the door if you keep holding the knob God trying to open the door on the other side and we either holding the knob he can't even turn it you know when, when little kids be playing and they hold the knob and you be trying to get in but the knob mm-hmm. can't move that's how we're we're literally holding on to what gosh oh thank you lord god we're literally holding on to the knob so tight we're holding on to what god promised us and told us so tight that he can't even turn if he even wanted to get it to us in a different direction it's like no because god said this and it's gotta be this way 
But his word also says, allow a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. Allow a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to be fresh and new. Allow God to 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 give us that ram in the bush. I was telling another friend of a friend of mine just a couple days ago. She was like, Sierra, God told me to give up this this what I've been praying for. He told me to give it up to to have no association with it right now. And and what am I supposed to do with that? How am I supposed to feel about that? I don't think he's gonna give it back to me. I don't think he's gonna turn around. But I noticed what he said he want for me. How many of us have been praying for a house and? It seemed like we're going to get the house, but then we're not the ones that get approved. They go with another buyer, but then next thing you know, you have faith and trust. Then it's like something fell through with that buyer. Uh, you know, we know people that's in that situation right now. Yeah. I said, behold, he, will, he is doing a new thing, I'm telling you. Yes. And so, you know... I'm trying to get back. You done got me all hype and I'm trying to get back to what I was saying. But um, we're not even allowing a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. And oh, thank you, Lord. That's what I was saying to her was like, I said, sis, do you know how long Abraham waited for Isaac? Abraham wanted Isaac so bad that he had a son and committed adultery, even though his wife said that he could. He had to go and literally send his son away that he made on his own, an Ishmael. So many of us have an Ishmael in our life, situations that we've done on our own, out of our own might, out of our own strength, because we knew that God told us something, but we didn't want to wait for it. To then we get the promise, or we're so close, it's in our grasp. We want the car, we finally test driving it, we finally got the credit score. But then God like, but wait, give it back to me. Because mm-hmm. it, it's not that you're not ready, but that thing may not be ready. The person that's selling it may not be ready. And he going to get the glory. It don't matter where you at, the gas station, the bathroom, no the where. restaurant, the grocery store. He going to always get the glory. And so then what happens is God's like, now I want you to go sacrifice him. I gave you the son I promised you, but now I want you to sacrifice him. And then on the way while you up there, I'm going to have him ask you, well, where the sacrifice at? Mm-hmm. And now you have to look your own child in the face, the promised child, and realize God going to provide and have that much trust and faith that when, before you even get there, you have. That's why I said you cannot hold on to that knob so tight. You cannot say no. This is exactly what God said, and you don't want to hear nothing else because you will miss your ram in the bush. Amen. Trying to hold on to the knob, trying to hold on to what God gave you. And completely miss a new fresh move of the Holy Spirit. All because you still stuck on, but God said. And what God showed me in that is that a lot of us, there ain't nothing else that you need to do. His exact words was, 
You have done everything that I've asked you to do. There is nothing else left for you to do. Now I want you to let me do for you. Now, God is just preparing the things that he had for you. He done prepared you. He know you ready to receive it. Time to rest. <laughs> okay, rest. Rest. He says, come to me, all those who are weary and downhearted, and find rest. Not just sleep rest, but the rest. I keep saying that. God said that to me. The rest of the situation. The rest of what you're looking for. The rest of what you want. The rest of the situation. Let me give you the rest of what I'm trying to get to you but first what you got to do come to him and so we really wanted to touch on that today and we don't want to be before you too long um of course we always gonna keep speaking when the Holy Spirit tell us to speak but we did have three points for you guys in how to trust um God while you're in it there are so many all I can say to you is google trusting God scriptures in the Bible, trusting God stories in the Bible, everything in the Bible to me, I, I mean, almost between a 90, 90 and 100% is somebody having to trust God. Yeah. Every story that you hear about is 100% having to trust God. Yep, miracles, everything. Whether it's for their life, child, childbirth, healing, finances um being completely renewed and transformed you know and so i'm saying it's just so much trust their like i said their life uh being in jail it's so many different things that you can discover in the bible that are real life situations that are relatable to what you are going through right now and it's not all that it doesn't even all the time have to be verbatim what you're going through but it's god's character in that that's what the bible does it just shows us god's character so in that you know um the three things that we want to give you guys in that is number one stay close to god and keep your focus on him and so how do you stay close to god as i just said you stay in his word don't leave it don't leave it in those tough times in those moments stay stay in it stay stay fast you know stay prayed up at every moment stay you know listen to have your worship music going whether you driving to work at home you know moving around whatever it is stay close to god period you know and so for you number two remember you are not wrestling against flesh and blood yeah you know Uh, i really think that that's a, a very important one as well because a lot of times when we're going through this process of trust and while we're in it it's so easy to look at the people or the things or the organizations or the businesses or the entities or the institutions and not and look at as things are stacked against us or look at the color of our skin or you know the uh, stereotypes and we want to look at the people and 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 like I said the the physical part of it but we don't see that it's really just spiritual it's always spiritual yeah 
It's either one or two things. These are always your two options. It's either the devil is trying to stop you from getting to you what God has for you, or it's God saying not right now, or this ain't what I have for you, or just wait. And that's why you're not receiving it. But that's why you have to stay close to him and get in his word because you have to figure out which one it is. Is this something you need to pray against? Or is this something you need to pray to God with and for? Yeah. 100%. And then, and to just uh, give you guys a scripture to go with that, Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. just remember every time when you feel it, you you can just tell that it's this ain't God. You it know? just don't sometimes it don't even be making sense. You yeah. be like, Okay, now this so stupid. Like this not even making no sense. I ain't they they, they got a rule now. I ain't ever even heard of this. Like where this come from? Where this regulation come from? That you're not getting approved for dumb stuff and you're like, Okay, now I know for a fact this is on purpose. Yeah. Like this is spiritually on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know. Or uh one big thing while we've been in every in this is distraction as well. The mm-hmm. enemy will try to throw those distractions out, out there mm-hmm. to you and you gotta remember, nah, that ain't it. Cause the devil will try to get you off off of the focus of what God's had for mm-hmm. you. And so it's like, nah, I already know this. Hey, this is not against the that's people. That's so good. And that's so good. I don't even want to interrupt you, but that's so good because it kind of goes into number three, which is to go back to the last thing that God told you to do and what he showed you. Because like you said, it's so easy to get good things. It's so easy to think you heard from God. And you don't even have to be like completely worldly it don't even have to be like completely demonic it can be something that's good like we said with the ivf and the iui but yet god is like what did i tell you and so we want to start researching and this girl that i follow on youtube she calls it itchy ears but i love that it's like we have itchy ears so much to try to hear from god that anything that sounds remotely like it has to do with us this is why it's so dangerous to take scriptures out of context but anything that remotely sounds like it's for us we like oh that's a word from god yeah but if i can teach y'all anything tonight is that there are two types of words from god there's the logos which is the actual physical word. It's just the Bible. It's when you open up the Bible and you read a scripture, that is God's Logos word. But then there is the rhema word from God. When you open up the Bible or you hear a scripture and it's just something inside of you just leaps in your spirit and you keep meditating on that word and God told you, um, I'm going to give you this house, but you need to walk by faith and not by sight steadfast stand firm in my word and you keep seeing that everywhere you go walk by faith not by sight you and ross looking at looking at shirts and next thing you know on the shirt it say walk by faith and not by sight you uh driving down the street and somebody license tag say walk by faith not by like that is god's rhema's word that means he is giving you an anchor because god is not going to give you a, a message without giving you a word he's going to give you a word his scripture to stand on He's going to confirm it to you some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know that what God wants for you to do. It don't mean that God is against doing it somebody else's way 
or how he had it for them. It don't mean that God against how he allowed for them to get it. But like I said, God will show up in a person's life sometimes exactly how that person asked for it because that's how he needs to show them that he's real to them. But we have to stop comparing and competing ourselves to other people's journeys and other people's blessings and what they're praying for and what they're asking for and how they got it. And it should be the same way for us. And they did it this way. So so this is how we try. We trying to do it the world way of like how to become a millionaire. So you 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 go this route and you watch the stocks and you watch the, the, the market and you watch all this stuff. And if you just follow these 10 simple law of attraction rules, you're going to attract to you what you want to get. <laughs> What? God going to get it to you however he want to get it to you through whoever he want to get it to you mm-hmm. whenever he want to get it to you. Well. So you got to take that cap, that mental cap mm-hmm. literally off the top of your dome and allow God to be an omnipresence God, an omnipotent God, meaning he can be anywhere at all times using everybody at the same time. We can't even fathom how how good God is and, and what he can really reach and do. He's the God of the universe. He says it and it does it. Period. And so with that being said... I got, um, one, I got one more thing for him. Okay, okay. Because this one thing that God just placed, and it's Hebrews 6, 18 through uh, 19. And it says, so God has given both his promise and oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have a can have great confidence as we hope as we hold uh, as we hold <laughs> to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the the curtains into God's inner sanctuary. So for that by itself, it's just God just remember one that the promise that God already has for you, all right. But then also it's the hope. Every, as you're waiting in this time of trust, remember God gives these hopes. He continue when you feel like your hope is just wearing a little bit thin. God continues to give those hope. You know, hold on to that hope, and it, it is strong. It is trustworthy because it's from the Lord. So in that time, it will give you more time and more endurance to get to that promise that God has fulfilled. At the end of the day, it says God is a man that he should not lie. Right there by himself. So he's not going to lie to you through those promises and things that he already has shown you. Just stay fast. Hold tight to it. Stand on that hope. And he'll bring it to you. No, I 100% agree with that. And I thank you um, for sharing that because, um, yeah, that's deep. That's deep. I had to look at your phone real quick to relook at that scripture. Like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I, to, that's why I'm, I'm like, I forgot to, all about the scripture. And I was like, look up hope real quick. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I'm going to have to boot. I'm going to have to come back to that <laughs> one. Um, because it was two songs that I wanted to share with our listeners today. And um, one of the songs is uh, You Are Mighty uh, with Chandler Moore and Nathaniel um, Bassey. And the other song is Chandler Moore, but uh, Man of Your Word. And I know that those are two of our songs that we have really been holding on to. Mm-hmm. And God um, fulfilling his promise 
to us um and so i wanted to uh, give you that as encouragement because when we talked about um you know having to stay close to god and keeping your focus on him you need to surround yourself with that praise and worship that music uh, and what music was intended for as a worship to god and just uh continue to allow him to speak to you through those type of songs and that that uh setting the tone and that the the atmosphere um that you want for your entire day um because we know that the devil and demons cannot be where the spirit of god is and so uh yes and another song as well is the gyra song off of chandler moore of maverick city's jubilee um album that's hands down uh, been my song um this past couple of weeks so anyways in that um we did not pray in but that's because we prayed off the mic and we were uh caught up in the holy spirit but um i do want to pray uh for our listeners um right now and just say dear heavenly father lord uh, we just thank you father we just thank you abba we thank you lord god for yet another season lord god a season of prosperity lord god a season of your promises a season of of um just your comfort and revelation and what you are doing right now lord god in our in in these different seasons of life that we're in lord god we're all in different seasons lord god we're all in different walks with you lord god so i pray that you just continue to strengthen us in those areas lord god that you help us to continue have trust in you give us the courage lord god to have trust in you lord god a, a unwavering steadfast trust in you lord god that you continue to take away any lukewarm love lord god nothing be a uh, lukewarm or passive in our lives lord god in that we just um continue to have a positive mindset a positive mentality no neutral mindsets lord god but that we have that hope in you lord god that we just continue to hold on to that lord god and we steadfast on the last thing that you told us and showed us lord god that i just rebuke any um distractions that would be sent to try to make us either settle for something less or uh just distract us from what you have for us lord god that we only receive exactly what it is that you have assigned to us lord god and so i pray that our listeners go forth this week lord god continue to see your hand in their life lord god that they start their monday off right with you lord god and every day off right with you lord god but that they particularly today lord god thank you they thank you they thank you lord god for yet another opportunity to um be close to you near to you lord god and allow this to be a rejuvenation uh almost like a a i, I keep seeing like when you plug uh an electric car into that that port lord god and then they can ride around lord god allow this to be a plug of energy on you so they can ride around the rest of the week holding on and chewing on to this word of meat that you've given them lord god that it may um supply every one of their needs lord god that it may be the nourishment for their bodies lord god that um they just continue to just uh grow deeper and closer to you lord god and everything that they are praying for, Lord God, so long as it lines up to your will, Lord God, I pray that you can just, just bless it, Lord God. Bless it, Lord God. You know what they need. You know what they want, Lord God. You know what their desires are, Lord God. So just continue to help their ways align to your ways. And let doors open that no man can shut. And shut those doors that no man can open, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Whoever is listening and you've been waiting for that car, God said it is yours. Whoever is listening, you've been waiting for that house, God said it is yours. 
Thank you, Lord God. You've been waiting for that job. God said it's yours. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. It's somebody that's been wanting to do a career change, and God said it's yours. He's saying the time is now. You want to do a career change? The time is now. That business opportunity, that business avenue, he's saying that it's yours. The time is now. This is your confirmation for that. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. The person that he showed you is your spouse. That it, that the, the, that is yours. He said that is yours. He or she is yours. But allow him to show you how to how to walk that process. So take that back to him. The people that are praying for their spouse, take that back to him. Allow him to show you how how he wants you to do that. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. So it's in your son, Jesus' mighty name, the son that died on the cross for our sins, Lord God, had the nails nailed through his hands, Lord God, put on that crown of thorns, Lord God, and was pierced in his side and had his heart burst for us, Lord God. It is in that son, Yeshua's name, that we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Love you guys. See y'all next episode.